Blog Talk Radio. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Steeler Nation podcast. This is episode 21. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. We are now back after I was out for just about a week. And, you know, I got down with a little bit of a sickness, but we're back. And obviously, we'll be back right on schedule. We'll have shows for you on Tuesdays and Fridays. And obviously, in between, obviously, the Tuesdays are for breaking down the previous game. And then Fridays for previewing the next game. So, the bye week was last week. A little bit of boring football. I mean, you see a lot of – you see three fights in the NFL. That was insane. And, and the fact that A.J. Green is not going to get suspended for that, insane. In fact, that the, was it Jalen Ramsey, I believe? Was it Jalen Ramsey? I believe it was. That he was ejected from that game. That's outright ridiculous. A.J. Green just – I mean, who knows what words were exchanged. But A.J. Green just absolutely put that guy in a headlock and just he looked like he wanted to kill him. So, yeah, a lot of interesting things went on around the NFL this week. Obviously, it's boring, <laughs> at least for me. I don't know for all you Steeler fans out there, without Steeler football, and we'll see them again at 1 p.m. on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis to take down the 3-6 and six Indianapolis Colts. Steelers 6-2 and two right now, number one seed just past the midway point. In the season, just pretty much the midway point for everybody is the Steelers are six and two, eight games in out of sixteen, and things have been it's been going well as of late. Team still hasn't put up thirty points, which we've been we talked about you know early that this team the offense is is that's the what's going to work. The offense is going to take this team all the way. That's what it's done the past few years. Usually in the past, you know, the past before the past few years, uh, the defense has been the thing that has held the Steelers, brought them to the Super Bowl, got the Steelers to the most Super Bowl victories in NFL history, but the offense as of late. But this year, it's been a little bit different. The defense has gotten back into it, and it's been the past defense, which has been the struggle the past few years. They've you know, really helped out as well. A little bit up and down against the Lions and Stafford through for over 400 yards, but all in all, the Steelers stopped them in the red zone. No touchdowns. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But like I said, 6-2, and two, there's been some bright spots. There's been a lot of downspots. Some down, ugly, ugly wins. We can admit that. There's been all ugly wins. But this, this team is still the number one team in the AFC. It seems like the NFL has, has it's been, it's been strange this year. It hasn't been as, as good as it has been in the past. But the, pretty, pretty much Steelers can control their own destiny. So they're in the driver's seat right now. Tomlin's presser was today. And they talked a lot about that. And Tomlin said he always feels like he's in the driver's seat, no matter if he's in the back seat. But no matter if he just has the number one record or the worst record, he always feels like he's in the driver's seat. That's just the kind of guy he is. But uh, things are clicking. Obviously, Martavis Bryant didn't play a couple weeks ago against the Lions for all his social media antics. that went around with Juju Smith-Schuster. And Juju Smith-Schuster's been a character. So, you know, a lot of things we get, we'll discuss as we, you know, we've been out for about a week. But it, it seems like the, the Steelers, they, they've had all of this drama going on. It's been 
slowed down as of late, but they've had all this drama going on, and they've continued to win through it. They're on a three-game win streak heading into Indianapolis. But Pittsburgh's been doing their thing, and I don't think they've played their best football yet, which is the scary part. I think as a 6-2 and two team, and you're not playing your best football, and you're the number one seed in the AFC, that's dangerous because they're going to get on it. And I, I'll tell you, Martavis Bryant, He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna start getting the ball and with guys like Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, and now the emergence of Juju Smith Schuster, a twenty year old star. There's gonna be a lot of magic happening in Pittsburgh this year. And I, I think this is based on what I've seen, hasn't been the best, Noah can get better. I think this has to be the year for Pittsburgh to get their seventh Super Bowl ring. On the other side, my before the season I predicted the Super Bowl to be Pittsburgh defeating the Giants. That hasn't happened. The NFC has been wild this year as the Philadelphia Eagles, number one seed, eight and one. Right now in our power rankings, we have them as the number one in football. I'm pretty sure everybody does. They've proved everything. Carson Wentz has been an animal. Our top five actually we just released today. Uh, we have Pittsburgh at two. We have the LA Rams, which are, wow, what a surprise. We have them at three, which is crazy. I actually tweeted this too is that the the fact that the LA Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles could be playing and possibly an NFC championship this year after previously last year both teams didn't make the playoff golf didn't even play that much last year and now with a new head coach and Sean McVay for the Rams and now the Eagles emerges at eight and one with Carson Wentz the number one and number two picks of last season could possibly be facing each other in the NFC championship and one of them possibly going to the Super Bowl which it, that's, that's crazy. It's, it's insane, especially now with Dallas heating up to deck. Prescott also second year in the league. It, there's a lot of young guys, a lot of young things going on in the NFL, and it, it's good to see. Good to see the NFL emerging like that. But so, yeah, to round up our top five, we still have the Patriots at number four. They've, they've remained there for a few weeks. And we had the Chiefs at five in our previous. After they lost to Dallas, we actually moved Dallas up five spots from 10 to number five on our latest power ranking list. And you can check out 6 through 32 on SteelerNation.com, as we just posted that today. But it, it's, been, it's been a ride for Pittsburgh this year, like we said. But I can't presume a number one seed is number one seed, especially that everything's going on from the beginning of the season, from Roethlisberger struggling, maybe he doesn't have it anymore, or Antonio Brown going crazy on the sidelines, throwing the water jug from Martavis Bryant wanting to trade. He, he And for him saying he didn't want out, he wants out, doesn't want out, talking about Jason Schuster, just everything has went on with this Steeler group. But it's finally clicking. feels like they're fighting through adversity. And they're doing Steeler things. I loved what I saw out of the red zone defense last week. There was a lot of big plays, though. Obviously, like I said, Matt Stafford threw for over 400 yards. Something the Steelers can't have, but the red zone defense, especially inside that five, ten to five yard line, wow! Javon Hargrave, Vince Williams, Sean Davis—they stepped up big late in that game. A big fourth down stop, and then at the end another stop, which Ryan Shazier actually should have took that one to the house on a pick six. Couldn't hold on, but it's just crazy to think that Martavis Bryant getting him back this year. Thought he could be a really big piece in this offense. Hasn't been yet. Still the second half of the season to go. Has a lot of opportunities for that. As Mike Tomlin also said in his presser today, that Martavis Bryant will be a part of that game plan 
for Indianapolis after serving his one-game suspension. So he's been working well. He's been coming to work, doing his thing, and no distraction. He's been doing his thing. He's been off social media a little bit, so he will be back for his Indianapolis, and hopefully we see a lot of Martavis. We've seen a lot of the Judas Smith-Schuster. But Martavis, why not have all of them? Why not have the best trio of receivers in the NFL? And it's just a lot of things can be going good. Ben Roethlisberger still not playing his best football. Starting to play a little bit better, missed some throws here and there on that Sunday night football win over the Lions. Like I said, he's going to get there, and the defense is playing well. So this team maybe got a lot to look up to coming off a of bye week. It just can't be this. <laughs> this would really suck if if they lost this week. Uh, like I said, I know I, I I really believe too if they lose this week, we're going to hear those things on Twitter that we heard from fans early in the season. Pittsburgh started three and two after two losses with the Chicago Bears and the Jacksonville Jaguars. If they lose to a three and six Indianapolis Colts team and even drop to six and three, I think we hear even more about that, just because that the Steelers are not prepared for teams that are below five hundred. Obviously, they have a losing record. Well, it might be even now since 2014, but it just hasn't been there for teams. There's been, you know, so-called trap games. Steelers haven't been prepared for those teams. So the loss this week, I would be a little bit concerned just because they're coming off a bye week too, and the Colts are not particularly a good team this year. They almost blew a game against the Texans who, man, all these injuries going around the NFL, Texans, banged up without Deshaun Watson, who's he's, he's been the man this year for them. They didn't have a winning record with him, but they, he played some really tough games. He had some of the – him and uh, Carson Wentz were up there for, you know, two of the best quarterbacks in football. There's the most touchdowns in football. And it, things were looking good for the Texans, but it, it sucked how many injuries we've seen so far this year. And, man, you know, hopefully it's still not the case throughout the rest of the season. But it sucks. Like I, I, Texans were an up-and-coming team, especially with Watson. But there's a lot of up-and-coming teams going on. The bottom of the AFC doesn't look that great right now. If you look at the AFC playoff picture right now, you got Pittsburgh at six and two with the one seed, New England at six and two with the two seed, the Chiefs at six and three at the three seed, the Titans five and three at the four seed, the Jags five and three at the five, and then the Bills five and three at the six. But behind them, I think the Dolphins are like four and four. They just lost to Oakland. Before that, lost a big forty nothing game against the Ravens. I think he got the Jets four and five. It's strange. The Ravens four and five. I think the Broncos. They might be four and four and four and five. Not sure. But it just hasn't. It's been weird. <laughs> the AFC, the bottom of the playoff picture, pretty much for everybody who's in right now. It's pretty much for the taking for them. Still, like we said, a half a season left, so a lot of things, you know, a lot of movement can happen, even with teams that are below 500. But it's it's good to see some new teams, you know, had their playoff picture right now. Buffalo Bills, longest tenure in the NFL without making it. I think it's 17 years, or maybe I think the last time they made it was 99. So about it's like 18 or 17 years. It's been a while. <laughs> but Jacksonville reemerging. And when when they when they demolished Pittsburgh, obviously it wasn't what we were expecting was thirty to nine, but people were saying, "Oh, they're not a good team." But they they played well. Their defense has been really good. They've played well, and I think Jacksonville is. I think Jacksonville wins their division. I think they're actually going to 
they have the same record as Tennessee, but I think they will jump them eventually. But it's been good to see. It's been good to see these teams jumping in there. But Jacksonville definitely a team to look out for. And the thing I wanted to discuss too, with I you know I heard it a lot. Steelers, even if they weren't the number one seed, can the Steelers beat anybody in the AFC? My opinion is I think they can. I think really the only big challenge to them would be the Patriots, just because the Patriots have had their numbers right the whole year. Just like Pittsburgh's had Kansas City's number the past two years, the Patriots have had Steelers' number. So that's the only you know little you know, team that we tough. The Patriots haven't played great this year. They've been playing better as of late. They've won four in a row after starting out two and two. But you know it's 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 you know it's still tough either way. But the, like the way the Steelers' defense has been playing, especially if they can play some more man-to-man, is that really hurt them last year in a zone defense against the Patriots? So obviously, Tom Brady's going to pick apart no matter what receivers he has out there. But seeing a guy like Joe Hayden, like Artie Burns, how they play this year, like Mike Hilton, Will Gay, all those corners they had, and Nickel the Dime. They've played well, and I think that this is really the year that they can beat Tom Brady. I think they can beat anybody, honestly, anybody else. I think they're better than the Titans. I think they're better than the Chiefs. And Jacksonville, you know, beat them good. But I think if it came playoff time, things would change. It's like kind of last year when Miami beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just absolutely killed them in the playoffs. I think we're looking at that kind of thing. But you never know. You never know in today's NFL. It's just – I, I like what I've seen so far. Uh, the teams haven't been as great, but I feel like the bottom teams have can't. Besides the Browns, come on, the Browns, the Browns are the Browns. But they've, they've, you know, they've, some teams have came up. Giants have dropped. Eagles have risen. Cowboys have stayed the same. AFC North not too good though. It's Ravens what four and five. Bengals three and five or three and six or something. And then the Browns obviously winless. They're fighting with. San Fran right now, right at the bottom of our power rankings. We actually have the Browns still at last at 0-8. And then at 31st, we have San Fran at 0-9 now. And they got Jimmy Garoppolo, too. So they got to put him – they got to start him eventually. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't want to win a game this year. But they got Jimmy Garoppolo. So I actually saw a report today that the first quarterback they contacted the Patriots about was Tom Brady. Tom Brady spoke about, you know, he's getting older and he – wouldn't be surprised if maybe he ended his career on another team. I don't think that happened. I still think he's got a lot of football left in him. Obviously, that's why they traded Brissett and Garoppolo, and now they signed Brian Hoyer. But they know Brady's got, you know, three to maybe five years. He's already a 40-year-old quarterback, and he's still playing well. You can highly debate that he's going to be the MVP of the league this year. What did Josh Allison get into? I was going to get into my midseason NFL awards. And like I said, Tom Brady, you can debate him. Those are my two debates right now. Tom Brady and Carson Wentz are my debates for the NFL MVP. Right now, I want to give it to Wentz just because the Eagles are the number one team in football, and he's just performed so well after a 7-9 and nine season last year. No playoffs, or a 3-1 three, three strong start, but then they just fell apart towards the end of the season. And he's throwing the most touchdowns in football. Brady has the most yards. You can get a you know a highly strong debate for both of them, but I still think you got to give it to Wentz just because of how well the Eagles have performed this year. Coach of the year, I think you got to give it to Sean McVay. You know, new coach with the LA Rams. You know, the Rams have been kind of in that same spot. They go five wins, six wins, seven wins. 
here and there. Right now, they're six and two, and they're averaging the most points in football. They put up, I see they put up thirty-five a game. It's it's insane. Golf has been great. Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, and Todd Gurley, after you know strong rookie season, didn't have a great sophomore season, has been a beast this year. So the Rams look good. I like McVay. I like what he's done with them. He's 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 a really good coach. I've liked what I've seen out of him. Honestly, I've liked what I've seen from him, and I've liked what I've seen McDermott from Buffalo. Buffalo may not make the playoffs, but you know the change with the changes they made there, which gets me into the defensive rookie of the year in the AFC. I like T.J. Watt, and he actually is what ESPN predicted today it thought would be the AFC rookie of the year right now. But Tredavious White, the corner for the Bills, I think he's he's up there. He's uh, up there for you know, a good spot to try to take that award as well. So we'll, like, we'll have to see rookie of the year in the AFC. I like Deshaun Watson. Obviously went down now, so you got to give to Kareem Hunt. Even though Kareem Hunt, as of late, hasn't performed well. You've seen a 30-yard gain, a 50-yard gain, a 40-yard gain. After, you know, he broke out those first few games, 150, 200, all of these crazy stats, he's really slowed down. He's just figured out his one I thought he started with the Steelers slowing him down. But I think you Kareem Hunt still, I think he's still going to, he's got a lot of football left in him. He's got a lot of things he can do, a lot of things he can fix and get back to how he started. So I think you've got to give to him, even though it would have been nice to see Deshaun Watson. That's just the guy you got to go to the AFC, NFC. I, I haven't really wrote this down. I was going to write something for the site, which I'll probably do. But for the NFC, hmm, I'm trying to think top of my mind. I'm probably forgetting all these players just because. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll put something out on the site for sure. But those are my AFC, besides MVP, obviously. Those are my AFC guys. And what I, I Calais Campbell for the Jaguars with 11 sacks this year. You got to think he's something for me. I don't think me. I don't think he'll win it. But maybe a defensive player of the year in the AFC. He's played really well. But all of those Jags players on defense have. You know, Jalen Ramsey is really good. A lot of those guys have been shut down. One of my favorite corners to watch in the NFL, I hadn't even talked about them, from the Minnesota Vikings, Xavier Rhodes. Ever since I watched him, you know, pretty much hold Antonio Brown to not too much. Yeah, he, he can really, I think he's one of the best, you know, lockup corners in the NFL. I didn't speak about them as much, but obviously with Rodgers going down, another tough injury that we talked about earlier, the Vikings, I think, have that division. They're 6-2. and two. Lions got a chance. They're four and four. So we'll have to see how they get towards the end of the season. Teddy Bridgewater is actually expected to be activated for them tomorrow, which we heard could play Sam Bradford, who's you know been out with that ever since before the Steelers game. hasn't played that knee injury, and he could be placed on the IR if or when Teddy Bridgewater to, to activate Teddy Bridgewater tomorrow. So we'll have to see how that shapes up with the Vikings and everything around the NFL. So getting more into the Steelers. Got to get ready for Indianapolis. They're just coming off a win. It was a comeback win, but it was a close game. And this, this is a team the Steelers, you know, I think got to put. They got to. <laughs> they're coming out today as 10-point favorites. I think they have to pretty much just put it on this team. I think my prediction for this game, I think the Steelers are going to go out and put the 40 spot. I think 45-20 to 20 or something like that. 45-17, 45-20. But I think the offense emerges this game. I think we see big stuff out of Martavis Bryant. We'll definitely preview this game more on Friday. We'll definitely have Chris Mueller, 
Jacob Klinger on with us. It's always good to have them on. And the Steelers, they've, they've been remotely healthy so far in the first day of practice on Monday, off today. But Marcus Gilbert was back at practice. He's missed the past few games. As Chris Hubbard's had a fill-in for him the past few games, Stefan Tuitt has missed the past couple games. Javon Hargrave has been playing well. Tyson Alulu, he played well in the Detroit game. But coming off a bye, it's good to, you know, get that over with, get a lot of rest, get these guys back, and be remotely healthy heading to Indianapolis. And I just saw a tweet, too. The Steelers, you know, the rest of the season isn't looking too bad for them. Like we said, sometimes they struggle against teams that are below 500 or maybe just above it. But they play, let's see, so they play the Colts the last eight games. Colts, so they play Jacoby Brissett. It was all the quarterbacks they play. And then they play Titans, Marcus Mariota. But he's not too bad. He's a pretty solid quarterback. Then they play Green Bay, I believe. And then you got, obviously, what the heck's his name? His name is what the, whatever. We know, we know, we know who we're talking about. Not a, not a quarterback that has much experience. I'll probably get the name once I'm finished with all these other names. No Aaron Rodgers, so that kind of helps out Pittsburgh. They got to face Tom Savage from the Texans. No Deshaun Watson. They got to play whoever the Browns quarterback is. They got to play Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco. There's Tom Brady. There's the big one, but that's one of the biggest games that they have for the rest of the schedule. If you look at the schedule, you think that the Steelers can control their destiny and, and pretty much maybe be the one seed. It would be nice to get the one seed. We haven't seen that in a while. But at least the top two seed to at least get a bye. But it'd be nice taking the one seed. So it, it, week 15 is going to be big, I believe, against the Patriots. I think that's, gonna, that's really going to be the decider of that one or two seed in the AFC. I think the Steelers are going to get it. I don't know about the one, but they're going to get into that by the category. But again, Pittsburgh, big game this week. Got to prove they can beat these teams that are below 500. Got to get up for them, especially coming off by. And I, I think they got to do a big. I mean, we got to do it on offense. I think they really, you know, have remotely a big chance and a big chance to control the destiny, like we said. Also, before, you know, we get off, I wanted to talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. He became an absolute star in Pittsburgh. Everybody loves this guy. At first, it started with his bike. It got stolen. And I actually had the chance before that Mike Hilton interview, I was actually out eating lunch. I was out eating lunch on the strip in Pittsburgh and Juju was actually there. He was on his Steelers Snapchat tour. He actually was, he actually had happened to go in there. So I took a picture with him. I think we tweeted it earlier, but yeah, he was on his bike that day. So it's always been Juju on that bike. Then we heard a few weeks later that his bike is stolen and they just, you know, a big story around Pittsburgh. And eventually he was brought back, and there was all this conversation. Did the guy steal it? Did they whatever? And he, you know, pretty much got his bike back. Got it. <laughs> he's just been he's been a character, especially on Twitter. If you watch his Instagram lives, his Facebook lives, he is just twenty year old kid having a great time. Just like you see his touchdown celebrations. He's just making the best out of his opportunity. And people are already saying he's a star. He's twenty years old. He actually turned twenty one this month. So, happy early birthday to Juju, but he'll turn 21 this month, finally. He'll be able to, you know, drink finally. <laughs> but, Juju Smith-Schuster has been a star. He, you know, turned on Mia Khalifa, Twitter, which everybody loved as well. And he's, he's 
and putting the stats up on the field. He puts up a big game on his first Sunday night football game with 193 or 194 yards and a 97-yard touchdown against the Lions. It was a big one, especially to feel the victory. It was a 20-15 to 15 win, and it was a good win. The red zone defense was great. Obviously, a little thing to fix in the red zone offensively because that's been a category they've struggled with, but they're going to get it done. We'll preview more of the Indianapolis game on Friday with either Jacob Klinger or Chris Mueller. But again, and whoa, before we go, Packers quarterback Brett Huntley, that's the one I told you I would remember right at the end of the show or when I was done with the quarterbacks. But that is the quarterback for Green Bay. Obviously, you probably all knew that. But again, thank you again for tuning in today. You listen to the Steeler Nation podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. We'll see you Friday. Let's beat the Colts. Have a good one, everyone. This life I cannot change. In the head, deep off in the main.